Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Are you interested in the most comprehensive compliance training class around? Do you want to hear from a true subject matter expert in the nuts and bolts of compliance? Then my Doing Compliance Masterclass training is the compliance training class for you. It is unlike any other class being offered. The Compliance Masterclass is not theory or analytical underpinnings of the FCPA. The focus of the Compliance Masterclass is on the operationalization of compliance, for it is only in the doing of compliance that companies have a real chance of avoiding FCPA liability. I hope you will consider my Doing Compliance Masterclass. The next class will be held in New York City on November 12th and 13th. For more information, check out my site, www.fcpacompliancereport.com. Part four, innovation through continuous improvement. What is the intersection of innovation in your compliance program and the requirement to have an effective compliance program? I find the answer to be set forth in Hallmark 10 of the 10 Hallmarks of an Effective Compliance Program found in the 2012 Joint Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission FCPA guidance. Hallmark 10 states, finally, a good compliance program should constantly evolve. A company's business changes over time, as do the environments in which it operates, the nature of its customers, the laws that govern its actions, and the standards of its industry. In addition, compliance programs that do not just exist on paper but are followed in practice will inevitably uncover compliance weaknesses and require enhancements. Consequently, the DOJ and SEC evaluate whether companies regularly review and improve their compliance programs and not allow them to become stale. This ties directly into the articulations of former DOJ Compliance Counsel Wei Chen when she discussed the operationalization of your compliance program as she laid out in the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document released in February 2017. This means putting compliance in the very fabric of your organization. So in this episode, I want to discuss some of the techniques to innovate in your compliance program, which fit directly into Hallmark number 10 and the evaluation. There are many ways to bring innovation to your compliance programs. One of the most cost-effective ways to do so is through the continuous improvement technique, internal inspection. Ben Lockwin, a well-known healthcare industry thought leader, author, and director, and compliance expert, discussed this method of innovation and other topics in a recent podcast on the FCPA Compliance Report. Lockwin cited to James Womack, founder of the Lean Institute, for the maxim, different isn't always better, but better is always different. He went on to explain how innovation can come from a number of ways, some of which could be to reflect on your approach and then refine your process from the starting point. Another way Lockwin expressed it was, we have a problem, let's not run away from it, let's embrace it. What you are really doing is looking at your program from the inside out. Lockwin advocates beginning with the questions such as, what can we do better? What can we do next? He went on to explain that you're looking for examination from an external and not an internal perspective. Internal perspectives tend to follow along quotas. If you always do what you have done, you'll always get what you have gotten. 
He went on to say, continuous improvement approaches benefits from its most frequent exposures to radical change. It is the willingness of an entity to look at itself that is the key to continuous improvement. Lockwin said that while typically these things come from external pressures and not internal incremental changes, it really takes a step back, and there may be several steps back to say, what are we trying to do? What are we reaping? Are we reaping the value that we're intending to get out of what we have? If we are not, then we should look for a really systemic overhaul of things and not try to tweak things a little here and a little there. Lockwin provided the example of the root cause analysis, which is typically used after an incident to determine what happened to assess blame, which can be used to strengthen the prevention prong of your best practices compliance program. He said that a company must allow themselves the freedom to appraise things that have gone wrong and then address them rather than saying, well, you know, we had someone who made a mistake. Let's fix that person or get rid of that person. But really, it's about understanding what happened for the most part. People are not willfully ignorant and they try to do the right things. So there could be some clarity issues on how they understood their role or their work or something else. A root cause analysis should be not simply used to determine fault, but it really should be a way to learn more about the processes and what's going wrong so that the systems and processes can be changed because there is a thinking in the field which basically centers around the theme of, unless you have changed the process, you're going to continue to get similar or the same results. Until you change the process in your system, you can basically expect that you are going to have the same sort of output that is going to repeat itself over and over again. That's where finding blame does not necessarily help, and you really need to get deeper into root causes. That, frankly, is why it's called a root cause analysis, so that you can drill down below the superficial pieces of the framework to fix into things that are actually driving outcomes and behaviors. In the healthcare arena, there is a practice called corrective action and preventive action, or CAPA. When a root cause analysis is done, it is principally there in order to develop preventative actions. A preventative action is something which, by its name, is to prevent a recurrence of the problem. You can correct with a corrective action, but ultimately what you'd like to do is engineer out or some other way fix the system so that you don't have the opportunity for the flaw to occur again. That's the preventative action approach. And that is what you should aim for in your compliance program. I hope you'll join me for my final episode in this five-part special series on innovation and compliance, where I conclude with some thoughts on the innovation process itself. I also hope that you've enjoyed this special five-part series highlighting some of the ways to innovate in compliance. For more information on the innovation process in compliance, check out my latest book, The Compliance Handbook, which is available on Amazon. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.